Welcome back. It's Ricky Lambert here, standing in for Craig Jopic. Uh, I'm Max Walker to his Ken Sutcliffe, uh, for those familiar with that reference. Uh, he usually brings these podcasts to you, but due to some events that happened in his life uh, around the time when it was opportune to grab some podcasts with our international guest, Neil Gamble, he asked if I could spend some time with Neil and, and take these recordings uh, for him. So it's my pleasure to bring these uh, next four podcast episodes to you. Uh, Neil uh, Gamble is someone who uh, is known to many in our network. He oh, was kind enough to share four episodes with us some way back in this podcast series about prayer and I do encourage you to track back and have a listen to those maybe before you hear this content that we're bringing you about Neil today. Uh, Neil operates a ministry called Father's Hand Ministries uh, and his wife Dana is an integral part of that and unfortunately during this visit to Australia Dana wasn't able to join Neil on this trip and we certainly send out our love um, to her um, after his visit when she was good enough to make him available to us while um, things had actually started getting colder and the snow had come in in Uh, Washington State, where Neil lives. It's interesting that we uh, sometimes sharpen our focus uh, and indeed we learn a lot more about life when we're confronted with death. And uh, one of the catalysts for why Neil was here in Australia was not just because Father had told him that between a few international invitations or opportunities he had, He felt Father said, no, I want you to go to Australia. Uh, He came back for the first time in roughly four years. Uh, He'd been here eight years ago and four years ago and was back amongst us again. But one of the catalysts for that visit was the unfortunate uh, and sudden death of a good friend of his from Singapore. And uh, he loved this man dearly and they had a lot um, to do with each other, speaking into each other's lives and of particular concern for Neil and and this really goes to I think some of the things that we've been learning particularly through our brother Peter Stikey here in Australia about the father heart of God was Neil's father heart went out to the son of this gentleman who lives in in Melbourne and uh, because the um the gentleman in question had passed away very suddenly and was a man of great faith there was some questions for his church community and indeed for his son arising out of that and so it was very much on Neil's heart to spend some time with this young man and um, explain a few things about what his father was on about what made him tick Uh, so that was part of his focus but certainly um, the reason I'm doing these podcasts with Neil was because uh, there'd been a death in uh, Craig's family with uh, an uncle who'd passed away a man of faith as well uh, and Uh, that meant he was a bit tied up and had to hand something over. So I was happy because I had a couple of days with Neil to squeeze in this hour that we managed to squeeze in with him while he was staying with us. Myself too, I uh, had lost my grandfather uh, and was giving a eulogy, as Craig had to do for his uncle, uh, during this period of time when Neil was with us. And Nothing really sharpens the mind about what's really important, not only for us in life, but important for us in faith and being confronted with the reality of of death. And um, 
we uh, we were chatting, Craig and I, uh, after uh, Neil had been and talking about the podcast I had recorded and I said to um, Craig, I'd had this dream where um, I had to gather my, or go and meet a senior family member and explain to her that I was going to die in two weeks, which is not a very pleasant dream, and I woke up thinking I'd been bawling my eyes out in my bed, but it had just been in the dream. But I felt Father say to me in the context of that, why don't you live as though that was the reality? In In this sense, that, uh, live for those that you love and and share that love that you have for them now because if you had only two weeks to live you would not do a lot of the things that you do you would not be continually striving and planning for the future because you'd be living for the here and now and uh, you would even share that love I suspect with strangers more readily if you knew you were about to go and this was something that had very much sharpened Neil's focus as well because his wife Dana had been through a terrible uh, chemotherapy scenario that um, he certainly touched on it during our visit and he may have touched on these podcasts, I can't recall. But this, this reality that we are close to whatever the next life looks like uh, and certainly the spiritual reality for people who um, do not know God yet quickens our hearts to really want to share the gospel message uh, with people, with those we care about and even those we come across when Father God gives us the uh, the word or the unction that we have something very important that we need to share with those people around us. What I wanted to do, um, because I had had conversation with Neil uh, during the time we were off the air, if you like, was bring a couple of other perspectives that we didn't get a chance to cover because we had to just really cram this hour of four podcasts in. And so we talked a bit afterwards and Neil encouraged me to share with you some other things that he and I talked about afterwards. One wonderful picture that uh, I got from Neil uh, was about the image of what their life is like as church uh, where they are in Washington State. And I take this as a great encouragement because uh, it shows that it's somewhere where we've, we're at and where we've been already, but it's something we can aspire to as well as a community of faith wherever we are. The Related an example of uh, a gentleman where his wife had uh, been diagnosed with something inoperable uh, and I think that was the circumstance, but the illustration works anyway. Uh, the community of um, believers that have met in their home for some time uh, all banded together without Neil or Dana having to say anything and organised to provide meals for this family for something like six months for uh, every day without fail. They worked that all out between them and looked after this family during however long it was that this terrible period of suffering was happening for this couple Uh, and when she did pass away uh, they continued doing this for this gentleman uh, for another something like four months afterwards again without fail every day until they were happy to accept that he was ready to uh, uh, stop receiving the charity that they were providing to him it was a beautiful picture of uh, the faith community at work. Uh, it, I also, and I you know, talked with Neil about this, it was a great illustration too of the 
uh, when we look at Acts 2 and we hear this uh, mention of everyone tipping their resources in together, we get this picture that uh, maybe is relevant to the time that they were living in, but uh, the real uh, modern-day example is what I've just described to you is where notwithstanding that people had their own resources, they could see a need and met it uh, in love uh, for someone for a very significant and sustained period of time because they uh, that was where the need was in the community. I thought that was a beautiful picture and I know certainly with um, uh, some tragedies and difficulties that have happened in our, our network uh, that you have uh, chipped in in various ways like that to help out people who are struggling. And uh, Father loves you for it and uh, blesses you for it and people who've received that love are very blessed for it as well. So I just saw that as a great encouragement for us that this is a great way to live as community. And when Neil was sharing uh, with us about the way their community lives and operates, he was keen to emphasise that he and Dana aren't the leaders of that community. They may meet at their home often, but uh, the leadership comes from all quarters in that group and uh, if anyone's got a need of something needing fixed or moved or repaired the the, the guys uh, you know chip in to work on and do those things and the women do uh, their their help uh, for each other in the community as and where the need arises it was a great illustration and beautiful picture of how it is father-led uh, the way they live as community. Um, people were encouraged to step up and do what they believed was necessary and didn't really have to go ask permission of someone. They just talked to others and said, let's help so-and-so out, and away they went with that. Another great picture he gave uh, that I thought was very encouraging was that there was an incredible intimacy and openness in their community when they meet. Uh, he was uh, sharing a funny illustration of how the a younger couple came in and just started talking about the sexual problems they were having. And that's just something that doesn't happen in a lot of faith communities. But this was the level of intimacy they have in that group that they felt safe enough to trust and share with each other those sorts of um, challenges and struggles they were going through. And I felt that is a great encouragement to us to that we will go deeper in community and love for one another if we're willing to be vulnerable and to be very gentle with people who are being very vulnerable uh, to walk out their journey with them and maybe not like um, Neil mentioned at one point not be like Job's friends in the book of Job and jump in with judgment or uh, uh, advice that isn't really helpful but to listen to Father uh, and his love for the people who are sharing these things they're struggling with and speak life and love uh, into what they're going through. It's also great to note that uh, in conversation with Neil, and this does come out a bit in the podcast, there is an incredible commonality to the struggles and challenges we go through as church, uh, the things that frustrate us about maybe what we're not seeing in our church life, about why we don't seem to be looking like the church that we saw in Acts, uh, this is a frustration and struggle that's happening all over the world, although, as Neil points out in one of the latter podcasts, there are pockets where that isn't the case and there's a clear reason for that. And what is that reason? What is that um, cause for why we do see some amazing things happen in these pockets of people of faith all over the world? Um 
far be it from us to try and put a, put God in a box or um, have him as a magical formula we can invoke. Uh, it just seems to me uh, it brings us back to a couple of things. One I've mentioned already, the reality of how short our lives are and how quickly they can end uh, and therefore why we should live as though that is the reality uh, that it is uh, and doing those things uh, that we're really passionate about and uh, sharing the love that we have for people that we're passionate about. We can sometimes get antsy when we're not seeing things happening the way we want them to be, but a convenient excuse can be to say, well, there's a problem maybe with leadership or with uh, an organisation or the environment or the culture I live in, but really it comes down to each and every one of us. And this brings me to the final point Neil really encouraged me to ask ourselves is, what are we waiting for? If we really have got, and we do have, the fullness of who Christ was. He even said he would, we would do greater things than he was able to in the account recorded in Scripture. Uh, if we have the messenger, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, in its fullness, uh, bringing Father's voice to us and uh, encouraging us, uh, if we have full access to the Father, which we know that we have, uh, and not only as it's described in Scripture where the, the temple curtain is torn in two and we have direct access, we have intimacy with Father, we can hear his voice as Neil has encouraged us to learn before and as we hear in these podcasts. If we have all of these things, what do we lack? What is it that we're waiting for? And really, uh, my encouragement as we reflect on these podcasts, and I hope you come back to this point uh, when you've listened to them, is uh, what am I waiting for? What if I have all of these things, and it is a truth that we have all of these things that God has provided for us, we lack nothing. Then if that is our reality, that we have everything Father has bestowed upon us through Christ, then we ought to live each day in eager anticipation of what assignment, what uh, word, what uh, conversation Father wants us to bring to the world and how we can be uh, his more than his ambassadors, his sons and daughters in the world we live in. So, uh, play's about to begin in the four quarters of the Neil Gamble podcast. Uh, so, I hope you are blessed by what you're hearing in those podcasts and encourage that with your brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world, we do groan for the full revelation of the sons and daughters of God in our world today and we are those sons and daughters and it is an exciting prospect of how our life will be if we truly live not as if that was the reality but because that is the reality. May God bless you as you listen and reflect upon these conversations with Neil Gamble.